I don't know. I think if you've ever worked in any uh, sort of food service, um, you know what's really going on uh, behind there. It's just a bunch of stuff they got from some massive distributor of stuff. They're like, oh, they have the best pot pies. Those come ready-made from from fucking uh, Cisco. Yeah, the Uh, Cisco systems, yeah. Yep. (laughs) You think think that's the same for uh, movie theaters? Because, uh, I mean, I'm sure it is for, like, the chicken tenders and shit. Like, sure, yeah. They all taste the same to me when I worked at a hotel. I was just like, wow. You know, they all taste the shit. But I bet you those hamburgers aren't Cisco system. Or hot dogs aren't Cisco system, excuse me. Oh, yeah, no. Those are from 1957. And they're the same ones they got back then. They just got, like, a pallet of hot dogs, and they've been using them ever since. Hot dogs don't go bad, right? No, no, it's over. They just... You know, you know, like cutting a tree in half and you count the rings, you just mm-hmm. look for the the bluish tint on the hot dog. And the bluer the hot dog, <laughs> the older it is. Yeah. <laughs> the bluer the hot dog, the older it is. If you take anything from this, uh, listening to this uh, show, I hope it, that it is the bluer the hot dog, <laughs> the older it is. <laughs> Saga, you know we gotta represent Talking about Batman, the show from 66 Like Zach, like Biff Honestly, it was the best Burt Ward, Julie Newmar, R.I.P. to Adam West Yes, the Batcave, and we love Wayne Manor Couldn't sit still When I heard that na-na-na-na-na-na-na we could not forget it Every week we had to check it He's the number one vigilante and the greatest detective Yeah, pull up in the Batmobile You can't stop him Get him on the Batphone This is Pop Saga That's right. You heard the theme song. We're back today, and we're keeping our promise from last year to recap every single episode of Batman 66. Today, it's all bird puns and umbrellas as we talk about the two-episode arc that introduced the Penguin, played by the wonderful Burgess Meredith. I'm Forrest, one of one half of your Bat hosts, and I'm joined, as always, by John, one of the few people who can claim, with a straight face, to have taken Batman for a walk. John, how's it going? It's going well, old chum. I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. John, now, I don't want to show how the sausage is made, but that is the very first time I've heard that song! That was incredible! Yes, I, um, yeah, I wanted to surprise you with it. Merry Christmas to me. That was awesome. Yeah, no, I felt if we were going to go down this uh, Batman 66 rabbit hole, that we deserve to have uh, a a theme song fitting of it. And uh, so I reached out to our our friend, Burton M6. You can find him on Fiverr. I suggest it. And I literally said, hey, we're doing this. I, I wrote some things down, you know, about the onomatopoeia some of the people and then in one take that's what he delivered yeah he is truly incredible um i i mean we uh i would say if you're thinking hey i want to start a podcast and i want a theme song that makes you seem professional <laughs> right out of the gate uh even though maybe that's promising a little more than we can actually deliver um call up burton six i mean Good gravy, the man is incredible. Yeah, no, it, it was amazing. Uh, 
I had a big old shit eating grin on my face every time I've listened to it so far. So then I was like, well, do I do I share this with Forrest or do I do I do I get his honest reaction? So I figured I'd uh, hold on to it. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, it took everything I had to uh, roll right into that intro. Uh, like I uh, knew everything that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> So that, uh, but yeah, that was a terrific surprise. I love it. Yeah, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I, 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 I really dug it. I, I mean, I dig it. I guess I should say, not dug it like in past tense. I, yeah. I, I well, re- maybe you're dig dug. You dig dug I, it. I dig dug it. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so I mean, it should be obvious by now, but we're back uh, for our second part. The, the second part of our uh, comprehensive recapping of Batman 66, talking about episodes 103 and 104. Yeah, you got the uh, 103 is the fine feather finks, which mm-hmm. we are reminded about constantly. <laughs> yep. Like, like, <laughs> Lorenzo Simple Jr. was really proud of himself on that oh, one. Oh, yeah, he wanted to make sure we got that pun. <laughs> He's like, check this out. Yes, everyone's going to say it at least once. Um, <laughs> in episode 104, the penguins a jinx. Mm-hmm. The fine fun. feathered finks and the penguins a jinx. Not nearly as strong as fine feathered finks, but... Um, Had to get that rhyme in there. Oh, I get it. I get it. Better than I would have ever done. I'd have been like, you know, penguins a doo-doo head and penguins a doo-doo head part two. <laughs> uh, penguins a doo-doo head and he's gonna doo-doo the bed. See, that was more effort than how I would have even named it. So, like, uh, uh, these... These people at the Batman 66 factory really knew what they were doing. Yeah, and uh, as we mentioned last week, Lorenzo Semple Jr. making a third appearance on our podcast, and we'll probably make many more uh, as we continue to uh, to delve into the back catalog of Batman 66. Um, but uh, we're, I mean, we're close. We're dangerously close to becoming the Re- Lorenzo Semple Jr. podcast. <laughs> Oh, I was worried you were about to say Lorenzo Lamas, and I was like, (laughs) Yep, next up, that's right, everyone, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but next week, we'll be talking about Renegade. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, the worst part is I used to watch that show. I just would see, when I was, I think, I feel like when I was watching Action Pack on UPN, I would uh, see a, like, uh, advertisements for it, but I don't even know if it was on UPM and UPN. No, I think Renegade was on the so the action pack. Well, for me, so we've had this conversation before, right? The action pack was like the uh, the inferior Hercules show, the superior Xena mm-hmm. show, you know, and then I think Renegades used to hung out in that one versus like the. Uh, the open stuff, which was like the prime time or whatever that that they would do. That had like um that one with fucking the the dude who would shoot people with the car beeper 
game. <laughs> Time, fuck, why am I tech blanking war? No, not Tech War. Because that William was another, Shatner's Tech Wars? No. Oh, my God. That's going to kill the shit out of me. Hold on. Not it's a guy who shot people with a car beeper. Now, I, I believe you're talking about like a, that little thing that unlocks yeah, the, the car little remote, remote. The little remote. The car remote. Yeah. yeah not uh, like a car has a, a giant beeper from the 90s and is, is getting a, a, a text from his, uh, his, uh, his bugaboo. Well, watch. Bug-boo? I'm going to do... Yeah, I'm gonna do car remote TV show <laughs> and see Sorry. if I could find it. Was it? Am I remember Darian Lambert? Hold on. No, nope, that's just Lam- a f- you, you remember the guy's name? I've, I think so. God, this is gonna kill me. Time tracks. Yes. Time tracks. <laughs> Yes. Oh, man. Why do I remember his name? I don't know. Uh, But, yeah, Time Tracks. I knew it started with fucking T somewhere. God damn it. Yes, Time Tracks, where he was a cop that was from the future. Like you do. Like like you do. And prisoners escaped, and they went all over. So then in order for him to... He had to go back in time to apprehend them and send them... Uh, back to the future and um the the his the device that he did it was literally like a car remote because apparently the um prop that they made for it broke right before shooting and uh so they were like uh uh, uh you know like uh, henry you, you you drive like a a car with a remote right alarm yeah give me that and that's what they <laughs> used so <laughs> So I just picture every time he was sending someone back and pushing one of the buttons you just heard in the background, like, boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> boop, boop. And his car right. was broken into five times. Yeah, fucking Henry hated that. <laughs> hated that shoot. Time tracks was his bane of his existence. Anyway, there you go. That was the time tracks minute. Um, probably not going to return. There you go. <laughs> You know, I think eventually, as this uh, the, this podcast continues on, we have bandied about uh, starting up a Patreon account, and I think when we do that, we will probably give the listener a chance to vote on on something uh, for us to to recap or talk about. Uh, but I'll make you this promise now: if you vote for time tracks, we will not do it. <laughs> no, like if you vote it, and I used to watch it like yeah pretty religiously you know that was pretty it was pretty dark um (laughs) he's got uh, like a mercedes out there based on that time gun yeah he 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 did all right for himself darian lambert he he went back in time to capture uh criminals um when i grow up i want to be a time tracks Tracks. (laughs) with an x (laughs) tracks is with an x by the way don't do time you guys if you do time, you get tracks, and that's not... Hmm, that's dark. Yeah. Never mind. Forget I said that. <laughs> I told you the show was pretty dark. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, shit, I don't know. I doubt we could even do an episode, because I'm pretty sure that never made it to, like, 
DVD or Blu-ray or definitely not streaming anywhere. Well, I mean, I guess it's sort of in line with some of my suggestions. I, I Early on in our podcast planning, I suggested we talk about Mantis. Yes. But I was <laughs> I don't know. Mantis. Do you, I mean, who else knows... I mean, I would love to know if we could get some sort of engagement on the social media to know how many of you out there remember the TV show Mantis. I would just love it because it, for some reason, has a occupies an inordinately like large space in my memory for the uh, for its runtime and and sort of like um, time that I saw it in in my life. But man, uh, for whatever reason, like once a year, I'll think about Mantis, <laughs> like. You're like, God, that his his helmet looks so dumb. I'd love to talk about it. I mean, it's not even a good helmet because it doesn't protect the top of your head. Mm-hmm. It's just like that's true, and it just makes your eyes look real big. I mean, I just I thought it was fair, cool because like mantis, right? I guess that's true. I mean, yeah, mantises are known for their big, beautiful eyes, but uh I uh, I like the fact that it was the the main character was in a wheelchair and then he would get in his mantis suit and he could walk. I thought it was kind of a a cool thing. Yeah, no, I liked Mantis a lot. I'm sure it doesn't uh, hold up now. Yeah, maybe. maybe. I mean, I haven't watched it since. That could be a that could be maybe what I need to do. I maybe I need to just go ahead and sit down, watch an episode of Mantis, and see if I still think think about it. Uh, once a year. <laughs> You're like, yeah. So, okay, folks. Um, Forrest is going to watch an episode of Mantis somehow. Yeah. And then in another year or so, we'll see if we talk about it. <laughs> like, if you think about it, you're like, yeah, I still wonder about those big, all those, that, that helmet and the suit with the lattice work type of thing yep. that uh, kept everywhere and his flying car. And, um, yeah, we need to talk about it. Or, yeah. You know, 2023, maybe we bring up Mantis and be like, oh, yeah, I haven't thought about that in a couple of years. And we know you're cured. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this, is, this is something that the uh, listener at home can really invest in in terms of the character growth on our podcast. Um, we've already hit you with a surprise new theme song. Uh, um, what could be next? Could it be a, a good character arc for uh, one of your hosts? We'll just have to see. You'll have to tune in is, is, the, is the key. You can't skip ahead. You have to see every single, single episode or listen to it. I guess you could see it and not listen to it. Don't do that. Just just listen to it. Yeah, we're uh, an aural type of medium. Yeah, and looking at the uh, thumbnail doesn't count. I mean, I guess you could, but, you know, it'll get you only so far. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, while we're on the topic of superhero TV shows that came out sort of like uh, in the, I guess, mid to late 90s through the early aughts, um, I know this is sort of a joke I think that a lot of people make, but were you as disappointed as I was by The Cape? The show The Cape? Yeah. I mean, I... Um it had some moments to it, but overall, it was pretty weak. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Like 
everything from the design of the costume to the like they're like well it doesn't have any superpowers it was just made out of like rare spider silk and that's why you can like use it like a venom symbiote somehow (laughs) um but it did have keith david in it and that's kind of that was like the reason i tuned in uh, but he was not he was not powerful enough to to keep me tuning in I mean, you didn't think Keith David as, like, a, a circus dude was enough to keep you captivated? You're like, hmm. <laughs> it certainly what... hooked me. I watched the pilot. You can you can give it up to them for that. All right, well, no. <laughs> I, I don't think I will. No, no, I don't believe I'll be doing that. I really need to grab that sound. I don't know yeah. why I don't have that one, and we reference yeah, that, it constantly. That is a soundboard contender right there, to be sure. Um, I, uh, you know, after the, uh, a little bit before Christmas, I bought a exercise bike. No, it's not a Peloton, okay? Everyone who's listening, I don't have Peloton money. Um, no, it's no, a Pelican. It's, no, it's, it's a, it's a cycle ace. On it. <laughs> yeah, it's a Pelican. <laughs> Yes, it's Flintstone style. I get on top of a pelican and it's like, it's 11. Yeah, and then it doesn't go anywhere because you crush it. It's not like a pelican could carry anybody's weight. Not even a child. No, no, but especially not mine. It's a a thin purple paste on the the ground at this point. (laughs) Um... But uh, I got an exercise bike, and I've been watching uh, movies in, like, 15-minute uh, uh, increments while I, uh, I work out. And um, right. I won't go too far into it. The first one I watched was uh, The Rise of Skywalker, which is uh, one of my favorite Star Wars. Don't at me. Um, and uh, then next, I started watching Captain America Winter Soldier as uh, oh, that's a good my one. next one. Man, it's good. It's so fun to watch as like a little 15-minute TV show because, man, are you excited to see what happens next. Did you, uh, every time uh, Rogers ran by um, fucking the Falcon, did you sit there and go like, on your left as well? (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm like, I'm back here. (laughs) I'm also on your left. Guys, I've got a megaphone and and you can hear me from all the way. Uh, uh, Cap- Captain Captain America, I'm back here. I'm a big fan. Anyway, I'm riding a bike. I'm going very slow, so <laughs> I won't be catching up to you, but I just wanted to say, big fan. You, you too, uh, not yet the Falcon. You're great. Bye! <laughs> Man, their rapport is good. Yeah, it's great. Anyway, so it's I don't want to... Think- <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just like, yeah, it's a it's a great movie. Just I like mean, it's just were yeah, great episodes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm not the king of the se- segue. I don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good. I mean, that was that would be a terrific attempt. I think I, if you weren't, uh, <laughs> if you didn't put such a question mark in there, we could, we could have off ramp. But now we're going to talk about Winter Soldier for another hour and a half. So anyway, so. Winter Soldier. We open with. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But you're right. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, between the two of them, I think Captain America is a little more cold. He was the one 
you know, frozen in a block of ice, you know what I mean? Yeah, but one also fell into snow, had to be kept on ice, and, um, like, even after he's being woken up in, like, the 50s and shit. That's true. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're brothers so, in ice. Yeah. But speaking of brothers, let's talk about two grown men who are not brothers, but also fight crime together. So, um, without any further ado do uh let us um (laughs) you said doo-doo uh let's talk not about the action pack not about mantis not about the cape or any other superheroes or time tracks Let, let us not forget time tracks no of course not let's talk about the one of the original or i guess not original there was plenty of tv serials that had that featured superheroes but Maybe one of the most well-known superhero TV shows, Batman 66. Um, and up very first, we're going to talk about episode 103, and that is Fine Feathered Finks. Fine. The city seems to be carefree and serene, doesn't it? But let's keep our eyes on these little rascals. <laughs> fine feathered finks um so the uh the episode opens with uh that the intro the cold open which you played some of just now um and it's basically just uh, establishing that it is 9 a.m now this is something that i thought would be important in the episode and it is not even though they say it like th- they reinforce it like three different times i feel like two or three different times in the intro um first they say it's like it's just after nine in gotham city (laughs) yeah with the great awesome stock footage of people commuting and shit like that yeah yeah that was great i love that there was like some 60s footage of new york and it is so fantastic because everything else we get from this point on is on a hollywood back lot to the extent that is almost distracting yeah a little bit uh, I mean, also, it's weird, but this felt like just even getting that stock footage made this feel like a way more populated Gotham than we've ever seen before. And I mean, I'm even including like the Dark Knight trilogy in this. <laughs> I feel like there's not yeah. that, you know, just seeing these people hustle and bustle like, you know, well, you know, the Joker attacked again, whatever. Fuck, I got to get to the office. And then, <laughs> right. I mean, you know, yeah, because even you think about like uh, the. I mean, I guess there was there was some parts in like the Dark Knight that showed sort of more of a bustling sort of lived in Gotham, but certainly Burton's Gotham was fairly sparsely populated. It that felt small as shit, but that was because everything was also on a soundstage, so sure. Like, yeah, you know, like they just had one street, one like one 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 street where Crime Alley was, and that was about it. And, like, right across the street from Crime Alley was, like, City Hall. And right across from there was, like, the uh, Aces factory. You know what I mean? Just, like, everything was... And right across from that was a giant statue for no reason. Yeah, you didn't need a Batmobile. You just needed a, like, literally bat, like, pelican or whatever, you know? Get yourself... (laughs) Back to pelicans. Pelicans getting a lot of play in this episode. Well, I couldn't remember the name of the uh, not p- 
Peloton you bought uh, the 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 shining <laughs> ace the wheel <laughs> it's the cycle ace it's a cycle uh, ace. it's a cheap knockoff it's just a you know it's a you know like when you when you look on Amazon you say I need an ex- an exercise bike but I don't have four thousand dollars <laughs> what can I get you know what you can get oh. cycle ace it said people also viewed. Cycle Ace. And you're like, people desperately chose Cycle Ace instead. Hey, it's got a screen on it too. You just gotta just duct tape your uh, iPad right to it and you're good to go. That is exactly right. It does not have a screen on it. It has like the cheapest, like, uh, you know, time count. The thing that you like, you're like, okay, I don't trust what you're telling me. I haven't. None of this is true. <laughs> this is just a random set of numbers to make me feel better. 11T? Is that even a number? <laughs> 11T. <laughs> uh, everything you're saying is correct. But um, but that's not a problem for uh, our buddy Adam West. Um, because uh, I feel like for whatever reason, uh, even more in this episode than the last, we get we get like real solid West. Um, we're seeing a lot of bat nipples <laughs> by no, this is not a costume designed, uh, Joel Schumacher style soldered on nipple to remind us of the human anatomy. No, no, no. These are, these are, these are a hundred percent real Adam West pokies coming on through. <laughs> hey, you know, it's cold in Gotham. That's yeah. I can say. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. and Adam West is in uh, terrific shape. Um, that's my goal for 2021. I'm gonna try to get that Adam West bod. Hey man, if anyone's gonna get a, a mid 60s, uh, in mid 60s physical shape, it's you. Yeah, that's yeah. That's the uh, I'm going on the mid 60s uh, physical shape diet. Uh, it's all boiled and canned vegetables. <laughs> And various Ugh. boiled meats. Boil the canned vegetables. If you're just gonna, yep. if you're just gonna kill them, really kill them. Yeah. So you boil the can. Is the can what? thing? <laughs> what what vegetable is gray? Oh no, these were broccoli. They were broccoli. <laughs> For tonight we are having delicious cement. Oh, sorry. This is green beans. It may be it. Why did did I sound like Mickey Rourke from Iron Man 2 right there? (laughs) Maybe. Give me my bird. Mr. Stark, you are bad guy. Yeah. My bird. I want my bird. Give me my bird. This movie is uh, bad? No, no. It's not bad. It's fine. I know we're jumping around, folks, and this is a Batman uh episode promise you but like anything these other movies that we mentioned are just like surprise guest stars that we weren't expecting and uh iron man 2 is a fine movie anyway uh, you can at me if you want at the pop sod on instagram or on twitter and uh we can have that debate did somebody say surprise nope. guest stars nope 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 oh. nope okay, I'll, I'll leave nope not this time, Thanos. Out! Get out! We, we've got Batman to talk about, you yeah. big purple fuck. Anyway. 
whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, you don't have to be that mean. Just firm. You know, like, I know. get out of here. I really, uh, shoot, 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 I took, shoot. I took it to a new place there, and I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Thanos. I'm, uh, I'm really sorry. I didn't mean to call you a big purple fuck. I'm not, uh, forgive it. Just saying. Also, I'm gonna take all this ham, and there's nothing you can do about it. All right. Yeah, well, but, man. Well, I mean, good. I don't even remember if that reference is on the podcast anymore. Oh, that Thanos uh, stole your lunch meat at some point, or your charcuterie board. Yeah, um, yeah. He came and, in and stole, I think, ham off of a uh, off of some sort of like charcuterie board that was in the the green room. But I don't know if we left that in the actual show. Or not. <laughs> Something's telling me we we rightfully and smartly cut that out. Well, you know, so you know what that means? That's just an inside joke for us. Yeah. And for all of you, anyone who hears this, now you're on in an inside joke, and you can feel cool as you walk around in the world because you know a little something, a little secret. And just give you can have a secret little smile. And someone's like why is that person smiling? That's because they have a fun secret with their pals at Bob Saga. <laughs> Thanos stealing ham. <laughs> Someone does a bad Thanos on Pop Saga. They love lunch meat somehow. <laughs> like the, the worst lunch meat, I think. Because the guy didn't even buy a Peloton. He bought a bird. He was riding a bird. <laughs> You can't even afford real ham. It's like <laughs> ham, it's, but there's a hyphen it's in pelican it. Pelican ham. <laughs> you know, like pelicans have that like that that weird sort of like waddle under their beak. Yeah. That's what oh. pelican ham's made out of. Oh. It took us two hundred pelicans to make this one ham. <laughs> How big? Yeah. About a pound ham. We don't endorse. We don't endorse pelican ham. Yeah. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. Uh, Dog break. Dog break. Everybody. We'll never get to this Batman episode. (laughs) Yeah, it was fine. Episode's fine. (laughs) (laughs) It's not as good as the first two episodes. It's uh, it's it's okay, but it's fine. It's it's got Burgess Meredith in it, and so I forgive it. Um. Yeah. So all right. Okay. Dog break over. Yeah. We're, yeah, dog breaks over. Let's get back to the show. Yeah. Um, so, uh, all right. So we're we're waking up with Gotham. Uh, yes, that's right. We're, <laughs> we haven't even gotten past the cold open. Um, but uh, we open on some really, like you said, some really good stock footage, and then it immediately like transfers to a backlot, or the the next scene is a backlot, and I. I interested to hear what you think about this but it really felt like they filmed this part at nighttime oh they might this have next part. yeah because i mean it's really dark yeah the lighting is dark and they are kind of going out of their way to tell you it's 9 a.m because even the banner above this jewelry shop which is the exterior we're looking at um says on the banner you know, grand opening at 9 a.m., 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's just so we, we, it was, it's funny, it was like, you almost expect a Clock King episode. 
with the <laughs> right. being mentioned so much. Um, yeah, it, it was a... It, I don't know, everything felt kind of off with this one. Like, I mean, I don't know about you, but have you ever gotten up really early to go wait for a jewelry store opening? I I mean, maybe that's a level of, of wealth and privilege that I have never experienced, because I... mean, yeah, you I, got Pelican money, and I know a dude who kicked a hot dog to the back room when I worked in <laughs> movie theaters, so, you know, we're not traveling high society here. You're right. Yep. Right. Yep. Uh, I got a Pelican exercise bike, and you know, trash hot dog man. Yeah. So uh, I've, I've never gone in front of a Tiffany's going like, "Oh, can't wait to spend money." <laughs> yeah, I wrote Brand in my notes like, "What do they have the PS5 in there? Why is everyone lined up?" New Jordans. You're selling the exactly. Jordans in front. Yes, of the- I mean. Any fucking place that's going to have the PS5, it's going to be the house of Alibaba jewels and watches. Very specific. It is ironic, right? Because Alibaba is a uh, like a shop, uh, eBay style or or Am- almost Amazon style shop front these days. Um, mm-hmm. But back then, it's just a jewelry store um, that I guess people are really j- uh, jazzed about it opening and. Um, uh, there's a van outside, a very suspicious-looking van that guys just jump out of, and they have, they just put up a sign that's like, "Free umbrellas here! Get your free umbrellas!" There's a prize in one of them, and everyone's like, "Give me that umbrella!" Yeah, I mean, free? Well, shit. It's not raining at all. It looked very sunny, but and then very dark. But I'm gonna get this free umbrella because I love free, 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 free. Yeah. I here, I mean, you know, I, I commented on this. I'd be like, the penguin is a known quantity to Gotham. Yes. Now, granted, uh, based off of the crimes that he committed, or almost lack of crimes that he committed in this episode. <laughs> right. The, like, the cool jackass style pranks that he pulls up in this episode. Yeah, you know, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a free umbrella. It'd be like if, so, like, Someone's like, get your free pies here, get your free pies. I'd be like, no, thank you, because there's a dude named the Joker who likes practical jokes and might try to fucking kill me with a pie. Well, we know from experience, or at least from observation, that people who are uber wealthy tend to be some of the more cheap people you run into. So maybe this crowd, maybe they did it exactly right. They went to a high-class jewelry store opening that all these u- uber-wealthy folks are just stoked to uh, to be a part of. And, uh, <laughs> and they were like, here's something free. And everyone there is just like, heck yeah! Free umbrella? Dope! I, I can't wait to bring it in with the store with me as I spend thousands of dollars on jewelry. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I also like the the uh, the shot inside the store where they were kind of sus about what was going on, but not enough just... to, <laughs> yeah. you know, like not to take advantage of it. So maybe this this was just all like happenstance. There just happened to be a crowd around this grand opening, but they weren't there for that. But because they got like you know their jollies from free free umbrellas, they're like, oh, okay, I'll walk into this place. Yeah, they're like, who cares? Open yeah. the um, 
you know, open the whatever. And, like, they have this whole, like, prize-drawing aspect to the their sort of pitch about these free umbrellas, but everyone just rushes into the... I guess maybe because they set up outside of the jewelry store, the people waiting were like, uh, maybe these two things are related. I think that's maybe that they were trying to trying to uh, convey there. But um, as you might have guessed, because this is the these episodes are about the penguin. Um, once the folks get into the jewelry store and they open all their umbrellas, all pandemonium breaks loose. Uh, there's those, there are those like, you know, those snakes that you get in a fake jar of peanuts. They're there. They pop out. There's fireworks. There's smoke. There's pyrotechnics. These umbrellas are going nuts. Like, I mean, they're very elaborate. Like, I can't get an umbrella to stay, like, in umbrella shape when it's windy enough. And these things are, like, blowing up, shooting smoke out of them, doing all this shit inside the store. And I just, I, I'm I'm very impressed with the uh, Penguin's umbrella aptitude, I guess. I mean, you know, in the comics we see him make a bunch of crazy umbrellas, but to see them in live action really shocked me here. Right. And, um... But and, why and, the fuck did they open them in sores? Yeah, well, I think it wasn't very well set up, but I think there was a series of events sort of suggesting that exactly at 9 a.m. there would be some sort of drawing held, and, and when the people in, opened their umbrella, there would be like a golden ticket inside or something, and it would have something to do with the the jewelry store, but um, they they don't really... It took me like watching it three or four times to sort of... Uh, grok that type of information, but um, so but needless to say, a, go ahead. No, they're so they're not a cowardly and superstitious lot, then, right? Like I've always been told <laughs> not to open umbrella not. indoors, and they're like, "Look at free shit." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're not. Um, they're not one of those who who believes that uh, opening an umbrella indoors uh, brings you bad luck, um, because everybody does. Um, what I like next, though, is because, of course, next, uh, the police are involved because some crazy shit went down in a jewelry store and there's nothing the police like more than, uh, responding to nothing happening at a jewelry store. <laughs> so, um, the police, uh, gather together and they realize, hey, um, a bunch of umbrellas did a weird thing. The penguin is known for umbrellas. And yet... Nothing was stolen. Uh, there was all this distraction. It seemed like the perfect um, sort of misdirect, but uh, nothing ended up being stolen. Uh, that Yeah, that's what you picked up on it. I just picked up on a bunch of cops in this show, in this world, not wanting to do their job. Yeah, they give up immediately. <laughs> like, they are not like, even try. Nope. <laughs> They're like, who... Can we figure this one out? They're like, nope, we gotta call Batman. <laughs> they just immediately give up and decide to call Batman. The Penguin was released three days ago. Any volunteers, men? Any of you think you're smart enough to net the Penguin? Now oh, the devil with pride, Commissioner. I speak for us all. There's but one man living who can throw the net over that cagey bird. Just immediately. Yep. They, just they, like last episode. 
yeah, they're all cowed into saying, no, I'm not going to do my job. Um, or just like, uh, not it or hot potato, whatever they did it, but they were just like, oh, let's give this one to Batman. Uh, we'll do other shit. I guess when you have Batman around, you just say, whatever. The plot here was, it's an interesting plot. It's actually based off of a comic book. So, uh, like, I think issue 169 or something like that, where, like, the called Partners in Plunder. Um, they just added one additional little subplot to the episode that wasn't in the comics, but the, it was almost plot for plot. So, yeah, makes sense. Batman That's really cool. to be involved in this one. Yeah, uh, it's kind of nifty that they would pull from the source material as much as they did versus just kind of, I don't know, making it up and deciding that it's okay that Batman kills people. Anyway, anyway, that's a, another tirade for another day. Yeah! <laughs> so, um, Batman, uh, they call up Batman. And, of course, he gets right on it. Um, no atomic batteries to power turbines to speed this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, I, was, I, was I missed it. Yeah, I missed it, too. Um, but, uh, you know, they, um, but they show, of course, they run right down there. And I love the scene when they show up. I don't know if they this is something that they reuse in later episodes, but I love when they pull up outside of the... Uh, Outside of the Gotham uh, police headquarters or, or, or wherever they're going. And uh, there's a woman walking by who just like looks at them the whole time like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> almost like they didn't realize uh, they were being recorded. <laughs> like, who the fuck yeah. are these guys? <laughs> and this exterior is classic because it's obviously like the, the back lot of some movie studio. And they had to sort of put a sign or some sort of temporary signage over a pre-existing, like, facade. And so, if you look at the scene where um, Batman and Robin show up at the Bat- like the Gotham City Police Station, the sort of what's supposed to be etched, like, uh, stuff, uh, or etched writing above the, the sort of, um, you know, on those old Roman-style pillars... Um, it is like obviously painted on plywood and like painted to look like it's embossed, but it looks, uh, you know, it's the kind of thing I think if you were watching on an old, like, you know, uh, tube TV, you probably wouldn't have seen, but like on a 4k television, uh, suddenly you see a lot of stuff. There's actually a, there's a great moment later, I think in the second episode we're going to talk about that I can't wait to talk about where I saw a bunch of stuff. But this one uh, was fun because it was obviously just sort of painted on a piece of wood and like just set in front of what it was there, uh, you know, prior to the filming. Yeah, I think I know. I I, I think I know one call out you're going to make. It it cracked me the fuck up. Um, Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. uh, Go ahead. No, it's funny. Yeah, them running into like, you know commissioner gordon's office and then just kind of going over it and then eventually it's just like them actually doing paperwork by looking shit up like okay let's all sit around the table so good (laughs) yeah to see robin with a pencil at a desk 
with Batman and Commissioner Gordon was something special. Um, almost as special as as Robin just moments before acting out a one-two punch. Oh, yeah, I got that. One-two. Beg pardon, boy wonder? Bam! A face at the jewelry store to set us up for the real knockout later on. Zowie! Robin could be right. <laughs> then again, I wonder if this whole affair might just have been a harmless practical joke. <laughs> I love, okay, I love two things. One, mm. that Robin does that because it's so dorky and, and genuine and, and wonderful. And then two, that Batman is like, well, maybe Penguin's good now. <laughs> well, it like, it was crazy to watch, like, Batman um, turn into a fanboy over Warden, a Warden show. Warden Crichton. <laughs> He's like, Warden Crichton? Here? Yeah. I wrote that down too. He's so excited for the warden to show up. And then when he shows up, he's like, oh, I'm just a huge fan of all of the stuff that you do. Now, let me ask you this question. Um, mm. So the warden is presented as sort of like a forward thinking, sort of a revolutionary uh, prison warden. He's in, He's implementing a bunch of stuff that he calls his progressive initiatives or policies, his progressive policies. Mm-hmm. His, at the at the end of the scene with Warden um, Crichton, mm-hmm. he says, uh, but my progressive policies, <laughs> he seems to say that they have failed. Is this like the, is this the writers being like, see hippies? <laughs> Your new age ideas will never get traction. I don't know. Because the dude is so, like... Someone was like, I want you to play him like a fake Albert Einstein, but with zero emotion or inflections. Because, yeah, he's like, my policies, but he's like, where did I go wrong? (laughs) My progressive policies and then robin i loved it scolded his ass he's like well with an attitude like that (laughs) (laughs) and then robin asked the question that like we're all thinking which is like why the why'd you let him out well i i guess let's let's not go too far ahead because let's go over the warden's progressive policies which they there's yeah. two of them that we are introduced to in this uh, in this episode. One is that he lets the inmates wear their street clothes for a week uh, leading up to their released. release. Yep. yep. Exactly. And mm-hmm. number two is that he records their every move and word secretly without telling them. With multiple camera angles. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently there's only one camera, or at least one camera that the the people in the cell notice. Um, but yes, there is an entire like there is cinematography to these hidden cameras. There is uh, multiple angles and panning and all sorts of uh, sort of advanced technique techniques that you wouldn't expect out of a security camera. None. And I mean, I like the fact that the guy he was with was also given his clothes. 
And his clothes include a bandit's mask. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna look like a vaudeville criminal. And they're like, well, it helps them re-assimilate into society. But during, so they call up this recording in Commissioner Gordon's office. And during the, the process of, of reviewing this recording, it's clear that the penguin is just lamenting the fact that he's about to get out of the of uh, the slammer, and he has no big scheme cooked up. There's nothing worthy of the penguin that he wants to do. Um, Which you think would stop you from letting them go. If Exactly. He's, he's just like, hmm, more crimes to commit in one week. Yeah. You know, but then seeing the level of crime that he committed here... This one seemed probably way more important than probably the previous one, since they were planning on letting his ass go. Right? Like, yeah. Just like the severity of crimes here are interesting. I, I did like the conversation between him and the guy, though, because uh, you get to kind of see how blowhardy the penguin is, mm -hmm. you know, where he's just all like... I am an aristocrat of crookery, my dear man. No, I must devise something royal, unsuspected, sensational. A caper that'll make that Batman blow his brains out. Yeah, he wants he wants to do a crime so good that com Batman will commit suicide. Damn, that'd have to be a good-ass crime. <laughs> Just like, well, I see nothing, old chum. Get you in the bat poles. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that turned dark too. Mm, well, uh, but I mean, I mean, I said that I, I exclaimed out loud when I heard that line. I was like, "What? <laughs> he wants him to blow his brains out?" That was even, I think, dark for this show. Um, but yeah, the idea is that the penguin wants. He's going to do something. That will impl uh, implicate Batman in his uh, crimes as well, and we don't know what that is yet. Um, it's funny that that the Penguin then notices he's being recorded, smash the camera, and yet still go ahead with the portion of the plan that he was recorded <laughs> in planning. Where's <laughs> like scratch that? Uh, time time to reevaluate our uh, my strategy here. Exactly. Yeah. Um. But apparently, that's not uh, that's that's not what is is going to happen here. He's going to go ahead and and go through with his plan he had had hatched while being surveilled. Um, but as he figures, as long as Batman doesn't know the second half, then he um, uh, still has a leg up. I mean, fair. Yeah, it, it fair. I mean. The, the next part I thought was pretty funny. Like when I was saying they were just kind of sitting there and looking for the city records yep. to find an umbrella factory. <laughs> yeah, so their idea is that, of course, um, since we've already had this uh, umbrella disturbance, that surely the way to find the penguin is to look over all the umbrella factories that have been opened since Penguin was released like three weeks ago. And surprisingly, there is more than one. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, 
Is this the umbrella capital of the country? There are three of yeah. them that opened. Three new umbrella factories. These were like existing umbrella factories. That's what I gathered from it. They're like three factories opened of the umbrella. Yeah, they're new. It's- they yeah they they were permits to open an, an umbrella factory. So people are opening umbrella factories so fast that happens just in the last week. There were there were multiple ones um but uh one of them is a little different than the others because it's registered under the name kg bird (laughs) 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 so (laughs) that is a little tip off um for uh everybody that this might be something it might be a miss because uh uh, KG, KG Bird uh, has opened a. Uh, uh, I mean, he could have just used just like Dan Stevenson, and Batman never would have got him. But no, he's um, he's gonna have to do KG Bird. It's like he couldn't help himself. He couldn't you know, help. Like, like the Riddler has to write a riddle. Like if the Riddler <laughs> yep. just wrote a joke. <laughs> you know, would have sent him on a whole while different, or just wrote something, or didn't write yeah. anything at all. Preferably, if you're trying to commit the crimes. Mm-hmm. Penguins here is like, hmm, what do I want to? How did I get a permit to open an umbrella factory? First of all, but let's ignore all that. How did I get one up and started so quickly? Let's ignore all that as well. Yeah, don't worry um, about it. What am I going to um, call it? KG Bird and Co. Makers of superior umbrellas. Exactly. And uh, so uh, Batman and the Boy Wonder are off. Um, uh, and then we get a little scene inside the sinister headquarters of uh, the rascally penguin and his fine feathered finks. Meanwhile, atop the umbrella factory we find the sinister secret headquarters of the rascally penguin and his fine feathered finks. <laughs> um, just a great line. And uh, we see uh, the penguin has a soldering iron. So I guess he's getting into crafts. And he has made the, the world's most annoying cuckoo clock. Uh, yeah, a penguin shit. that comes out and tells you... I guess the time whenever you like, so you don't have to actually look at a watch. It's like uh, before Alexa was a thing. Exactly. Right. And right. we get the idea here. We get we get the sort of uh, exposition about the penguin's plan, and his plan is that he is going to do a bunch of crazy stuff, just random crap all over Gotham, and. Um, I guess he's going to kind of lead Batman into guessing what the crime that Penguin is going to commit, and then he'll use that information to actually commit said crime. Which doesn't... I mean, (laughs) this plan sucks. This plan sucks. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Um, And I think that's borne out later. Yeah, I mean it's not the best. No, uh, for for sure it's not. It's like wait for someone to think of the crime I might commit, then commit said crime they think I'm going to commit. Yes. Yeah. Good on stuff. Good on. Yeah. You. So 
If that person who has thought of said crime has told anybody about it, or done any extra planning that I'm not aware of, I will be totally boned. But don't worry, that won't happen. Spoiler alert, it totally does! <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but... And um, we get uh, we get a couple of great things in the next few scenes. We get the first, I guess, the polished instance of the bat turn. Fuck. That was a turn. Uh, excuse yeah. me. That was a turn. <laughs> well, it surely was. Um, but, like, because in the first episode, we got that sort of scene where... Um, he does the bat turn and it does the it deploys the parachutes, but he's still sort of just he doesn't turn on a dime like he does here. Um, it's sort of, sort of more of a broad turn, but this one literally he he pulls the bat turn lever, parachutes come out, they shoot the uh, sorry they cut to an overhead shot um, of the Batmobile and it's on a turntable or something and it just does a three sixty in place. Yeah, bombs off. Bombs yeah. off, and then just goes speeding the next, the other, the opposite direction, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah, I mean that was the bat turn I was used to. So like the the bat turn from the first episode, which was more like the bat U turn. Yep, <laughs> yeah. has to have uh, it has to be assisted by a parachute, which actually makes the Batmobile look less capable than a regular car. <laughs> Versus this one was saying, that Batmobile was going so fast, we had to deploy chutes so we could turn on a dime and not obey any rules of physics whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, it, it gave it sort of a, like a, a super heroic quality, right? Because it, in order to do that, the wheels would have had to turn, you know, 90 degrees and sort of, uh, you know, spin the, the, the Batmobile around a place like that. But... Uh, I, I don't know. I just thought that whole sequence was cool as hell. I'm glad they yeah, got there. It. Yeah, they're going to the uh, what? They're going to the uh, bank because more umbrellas were given out or something like that. Yep. Yeah. So the, yeah. they've got uh, illegal umbrellas are <laughs> going everywhere. Um, but that bat turn is uh, is 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 just insane and awesome. Um, and Batman shows up at the bank and. Uh, puts an asbestos blanket over a <laughs> a bin full <laughs> of umbrellas. But uh no one does anything. Like uh there's there was no one there watching. It was all for show. Yep, which uh, you know struck Batman as odd, so then that's why they were like, well, what do they do. They, then they headed over to KG uh KG yeah, bird makers. They were heading there first, girls. but then they got this report, and that's when they did the cool bat turn. And so then they continue on their way right. to uh, good old KG bird fine umbrellas. <laughs> I like when penguins going up the elevator. There's an elevator that says like secret elevator to umbrella shop. <laughs> yep, just like Batman's uh, poles. Um, the penguin also has given his secret lair the brother P touch uh, treatment, and everything is forgetful. Uh, I guess. Yeah, everything is nicely labeled. I mean, but it's labeled on the front of a door, right? Yeah, on the front of the door of the elevator. 
Yeah. So it's not yeah. even like it's labeled inside or a secret area. They're like, this is just the secret door. Don't worry about it. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess but it's great. it wasn't inside the elevator. So that way, when you know it opens and someone sees someone getting out of there, they're like, oh, <laughs> secret elevator to Umbrella yeah. Shop. Mm. But uh, so the Penguin sort of obviously sort of splits his time from between plotting evil schemes and just straight up working retail because this umbrella uh, factory has a uh, retail shop that he seemingly runs uh, by himself. I mean, look, if your city is opening umbrella factories at a rate of like three a week, I'm he either he's expecting mass amount of business or maybe he's really, I mean, I imagine the penguin out of, all these umbrella factory people probably makes the best umbrellas. You'd think so, but it, to your point, the the staff for the the front of the shop umbrella store must be in in high demand because of all the umbrella stores and shops and and factories that are employed. opening up. Yeah, can't keep them. Can't keep keep them because they can keep moving around. It's like if you exactly. if you work the counter at an umbrella store in Gotham, you're good. Because you can take that anywhere. Yes, I worked at Hastings, <laughs> at KG Birds, and, you know, also oh, Umbrella Rama. Oh, so you have KG Bird on your resume. Oh, well, well, well. Yes. Yes, I do. Well, you're hired. We need you to start right away. We can't <laughs> keep an umbrella on the shelf. Yeah, that's Gotham for you. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, they they uh, accuse him all sorts of, of uh, stuff, but nothing sticks because uh, they can't prove anything, and so they basically just give up and leave. Um, Dude, no, the penguins' reasoning: just because I make them, it's not my fault with what happens after right. they leave here. <laughs> just because they explode. Yeah, <laughs> even though he obviously made them to do that, so that makes no sense. No, um, feels, feels but they buy little... that. Well, I mean, we learned in the previous episode they're just doing citizen's arrest anyway, so... They're know. afraid of being sued again. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh no. We almost got sued for a million dollars and I would have had to give up my identity. We'll catch you next time, Penguin. <laughs> yep. Um, oh, this is when we get inter- introduced to one of... Uh, so, the Penguin's henchmen both look as old or older than he is. Um, yeah. which I don't know if that's who I would hire for my, my muscle. Um, but yeah, equal opportunity one of them, lawyer to KG birds. Sure. That, I, that, that, that's a good point. Um, but one of them is named Hawkeye. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, just say just this is the first Hawkeye. crossover. <laughs> yeah. So we have a bunch of, um, what looks like his it just looks like his maybe his his buddies from like they they're all on a classic car club or something um but uh yeah so we get we get a we get a look at hawkeye so i'm just saying everyone out there hawkeye is also in this show so that's not mash no no it's the marvel hawkeye he says I gotta get back to the Avengers. That's part of, he says that halfway through this episode. He's like, I can't keep working this back counter, boss. 
<laughs> he also gets bit by a pigeon, so that's the maybe that's the most exciting thing that he he does. But you know, I take that back because the most exciting thing he does is launch the umbrella rocket after the uh, dynamic duo leave uh, the penguins' um, umbrella shop. Which you think would also be a crime. Right, because what happens is this umbrella rocket is actually a giant umbrella. And this is maybe the coolest part of these two episodes because the this giant umbrella floats down into this sort of parking lot area as the uh, Batmobile is driving through. And it's a practical effect. It's a real, like, two-story big. tall umbrella. Yeah, it's a big-ass umbrella. It's awesome. Like, it's a really cool yeah. effect. Yeah, no, I, it was funny that this the giant umbrella also had, like, a little umbrella tied to it. <laughs> yes, it's a little umbrella tied around the handle part, which uh, Batman has to climb up said umbrella, which looks hilarious. <laughs> it's as funny as you think. Yeah, but that one little hop and jump onto the umbrella, it's like... I was looking for the wires there. Couldn't really see it. So Yeah, it's not bad all, wire work. Was, yeah, maybe it was all Wes. <laughs> it's like, I got this chumps. Yeah. Easy. But then he I'll walks up a bit. Bedroom. And of course you have to do that same thing, right? That you show you like put the camera on its side and make it look like he's sort of climbing vertically. Um but uh he retrieves that the a smaller umbrella that you mentioned earlier. And um, it has like it, has, it says it's like made at the factory that they are presumably right outside of. And instead of taking it back to the penguin and being like, "Hey, all right, like you can't just launch a giant umbrella and just be like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Was it me? It's it's on the handle. It's got a metal <laughs> placard on the handle that says you tied it to this giant umbrella." For real. And we heard it launch from your building. (laughs) We we were right here. Yeah. No, they walk away. They decided to take that back to the Batcave to have it analyzed in the hyper spectrographic analyzer and the chromio or the chemio electric secret writing detector. (laughs) I mean, Batcave has everything you need. Yep. Even has like the prototype Google Maps we'll be talking about in a second. Um, oh yeah, the Google custom drawing that you see. Yeah, yeah like so, like Bruce Wayne paid somebody to the hand draw all of Gotham just so he could <laughs> yep. put it in this computer thing. Uh, and it, I was thinking, you know, when Robin was chastising Alfred because he was trying to clean the nuclear reactor. Only if Jill St. John knew there was a safety latch. I know! I, I felt... I, I saw the same thing. I'm like, I guess Batman uh, forgot to turn on the safety lock when he was trying to, to rescue Jill St. John from falling into the reactor. That almost looks like it was written as like, well, he Batman could have done something, but he was like, nah, this person's a criminal. <laughs> I'll just let them fry. Yeah, it's like... It's like... Uh, it's like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you either. Yep. Even though that's kind of a way of me killing you. Goodbye. Because 
they make such a point of being like, Alfred, be careful. He's like, no, I've got the safety lock on. And, uh, you know, we, we remember just a t- just two episodes ago um, that a woman fell to her grisly doom there in, in there. Um, but, yeah, sadly, no hidden writing. Um, and uh, they're having a bit of trouble coming up with any clues while they're... And uh, <laughs> they've placed these sort of, like, uh, pieces of umbrella on top of screens, and, and those screens are telling them nothing. Um, and, uh, so they, they hatch a plan, uh, you know, perhaps if Bruce Wayne was to visit the Umbrella Shop with one of their highly realistic bugging devices that happened to also look like bugs. (laughs) (laughs) And a small alligator. (laughs) (laughs) There are several, there's like a... <clears throat> there is a frog and a small alligator. <laughs> and they make a point to be like a perfect realistic replica of a spider. It's the cheapest looking thing in the world. Fucking thing you've ever seen. This looks like the, the little spider rings you would get like in a in like a handout bag at a oh yeah party yeah yeah you know when you used to go to like Safeway or you know your like grocery store and they would have like that small toy aisle mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it would just have like a bag of army men a bag of plastic books <laughs> that's totally what they got and they just laid it out on a paper towel and then they were like. Uh, <laughs> These are all, like, these are advanced bugging devices. But I just love that everything's supposed to be realistic. But then there's an alligator. <laughs> like, alligators are never that small. And and what do you do? You go into a, a criminal lair, you, you infiltrate it, and you put, <laughs> you put down a little alligator. And then people are like, oh, oh, never mind. I thought that was <laughs> just a little alligator. No, don't worry about it. We get those in here all the time. Yeah, this place is filthy with dwarf alligators. You know, they're always all over the place. It's it's perfectly normal. So that that part's great. It really cracked me up. And uh, so Bruce Wayne um, hightails it back to the uh, back to the umbrella shop um, where the uh, the penguin is still working retail. Yeah, now, now can I say that Adam West is a great-looking Bruce Wayne? Oh, I, you know, I thought that, that exact same thing. I uh, he he is a great Bruce Wayne. Like truly, aside from the campiness, if you had were able to go back in time and put him into more, maybe more of a serious Batman role, he would have been a great. I mean, he is a great Batman, but he would have also been a great serious Batman. I think so too. It just, it just, he just cut such a fine like silhouette. Looks great in the hat. I was just like, yeah, that looks like Bruce Wayne to me. I had no yeah. questions here. No questions. You know, I look at Robert Patterson. I'm like, mm, I don't know. I don't know if you're <laughs> Bruce Wayne yet. We'll see. You know, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. But like. Adam West, zero question. I'm like, that's that's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, agreed. 
yeah, I think he uh, he is doing an, an amazing job. Uh, a very dashing fellow. Um, and he he's there to... Uh, he's under the pretense of showing the penguin a very fancy umbrella, which the penguin is um, immediately and, I think, seriously taken by. He... He 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 sees the qual. He actually is a fan of umbrellas because he sees this and he's like, "Well, <laughs> what do we have here?" Well, you didn't have long to really check it out because <laughs> <laughs> he's as he's as he's ogling this umbrella, uh, Bruce Wayne uh, takes his spider bug. Yep, and. Tries to plant it on a a lamp, and then even I guess the penguin's anti bug alarm system and net activates. Yeah, so because <laughs> it knew a what bullshit. Of <laughs> how so, bullshit that spider was. Yeah, he places the minute the spider touches the lamp, the alarm goes off. The penguin whips around and realizes that this this person who who he doesn't even know who this is has has tried to bug him. So he goes over to a lever behind no not even behind on the side of his desk and pulls it and it just happens to drop a net exactly where Bruce is standing. <laughs> but I do think Adam West has to back up into his like like the the mark he's supposed to hit. Because he just he kind of like he he walks back maybe like two or three steps and then then the net comes down. He's like, oh no, I'm not under the net. He gets captured in that. Then he gets fucking maced or yeah. out gas by the penguin. Yeah, the penguin uses this a lot in this episode, but he's got some orange gas that comes out of his umbrella and he uh he gasses Bruce Wayne, who again he doesn't know who it is. And he just tells his henchmen to just throw him into the furnace that I guess they have for tempering the ribs of the <laughs> of the umbrellas. I mean, that's artisan craftsmanship. I guess, yes. But they like have a... Uh, go ahead. No, it's just like, I like how he just assumed that this was a rival from another yeah, corporate espionage. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is not a front to him. Like if this all this crime stuff fails, he needs this umbrella factory to 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 sort of like uh, lean or you know fall back on. Yeah, but you figure in a town that has as many as umbrella factories as Gotham does, fucking you know espionage <laughs> right. is, is a real thing to be concerned about. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> this, in Gotham, it's just like cutthroat uh, umbrella factory espionage it's just so intriguing and 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 uh deadly um <laughs> but uh so his henchmen take him down to take bruce and you know as he is knocked out and and uh wrapped up in this net they take him down to the basement where they have this ten thousand degree furnace that his sole purpose is to temper ribs for your i'm gonna guess giant umbrella the one time they needed to make a a humongous umbrella for that one part of his his gag, which he doesn't even know will work out. He's already invested so much. Um, and uh, then they put him on the slowest 
um, conveyor belt ever into this furnace, and uh, and that's where the first episode wraps up. It looked like his goose was cooked. Is this the flaming end of the Cape Crusader? Fortunately yeah. for us, we didn't have to wait a whole day. Nope. I mean, unless you decided to wait a day between. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> and the the narrator says, "I just want to point out, for Batman's sake." Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you don't, he's dead. Um, the show won't continue. <laughs> if you don't cross your fingers out there, kids, if he dies, it's your fault. See you next week. <laughs> um, but now we're on to uh, The Penguins A Jinx, which is yes. uh, episode 104. Yeah, and we got a, you know, the great recap with probably my favorite line out of both of these episodes so far. Here it comes. In the last Bat episode, we saw a grand opening with a big come on. Then pandemonium. I've never heard a big come on used in anything. When I heard that, I fucking... Oh, excuse me. I died. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a big come on. I was like, I don't even know what that means. I had to, you know... (laughs) (laughs) It's got a big come on. And then pandemonium. And then then he ends it with, but wait. The worst is yet to come. It's well. It's it's how he ended the. It's how he started the last recap with the Riddler episode. So I think they were just finding their groove here. You know, yeah. like Stella <laughs> yeah. got her groove back. Dozer was getting his groove back. Simple Jimmy was figuring out how to link these all together. Maybe he was just not happy with the. Uh, uh, Simple Junior's uh, writing in this next episode. The worst is yet to come. This episode sucks. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. Uh, I mean, from this point, we just jump right back into watching Bruce Wayne slowly on this uh, conveyor belt going into the. Furnace. I love that. Yes, I love that. Real quick, I love that every time they cut back to Bruce. He is. It started. It starts at the the start of the <laughs> the belt again. The belt resets every time it cut back to him. Yeah, that's like how his hands are kind of pawed up. He's like, <laughs> he's got like this look on his face. He's like, <laughs> it takes so long. This is the longest conveyor belt in the history of conveyor belts. Yeah, but I mean, you know, we're getting this like back and forth with the penguins also watching on his closed circuit television. Um, you know, like when they shoot back to the bat cave, and Alfred's like, "Well, possibly sunspots are blocking the uh, signal for that excellent spider," you know, like device. Mm-hmm. Then we shoot right back, and then it shoot back to cagey birds. And, like, we see that the heat is waking Bruce up. Penguin also is starting to kind of recognize. He's, like, he looks familiar now. So he's starting to figure it out. 
And then Bruce Wayne's shoes start melting. So it means yeah, he's getting super close. They start, they start smoking. We know they that the uh, it's a serious biz now. But then he pulls a lighter out of his pocket. Now, you know, it's the 60s. You know, he, he's, a, he's a millionaire. For sure he's going to, you know, maybe light a cigarette here or there. But when the penguin realizes what type of lighter he has, it like... It made me go like, I wish this lighter existed in real life. Has she flipped? That guy needs a cigarette lighter like a moose needs a hat rack. You fool, that's the kind I use myself. It's filled with a lifetime supply of butane gas compressed inside. If he managed to toss that into the furnace. (laughs) Have you ever heard of a lighter with lifetime gas? Nope. Uh, but apparently it exists in Gotham, and if you throw it into a furnace you're about to go into, it blows up and shoves you out of the way? Yes. That's yes. how, uh, that's how compressed the butane gas is, you see. It pushes a butane bubble of safety. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, and um yeah, Alfred is uh back at the back cave with um the boy Wonder. He's on his break from Starbucks. <laughs> Did you notice that green oh, like set of uh apron he had on? Oh yeah, he didn't look kind of like a barista. <laughs> a little bit. Um uh, but I guess, yeah, it frees him. Here's what's funny is after it frees him, it, cut, it cuts, uh, act, after he's freed from the conveyor belt, it cuts back to the penguin. And his white gloves are looking grubby as hell. It's funny, uh, Burgess Meredith stopped smoking years before that, but when doing this role, had to smoke. And that's how he actually developed the, uh, <laughs> Because the smoke was making him cough, and instead of cutting <laughs> takes, no, he really? would do the laugh to cover it up. So that's where wow. Like, so instead of him going, <coughs> "This sucks. Why are you making me do something that I shouldn't be doing?" Instead, he's like, ah, ah, ah. Uh, "There you go." That is super interesting. Yeah, um, I have my moments. <laughs> well, I thought it was great. Uh, but I do like when, like they, uh, when Alfred sort of leaves the Batcave, that he has to go through the Up service, through the service elevator. elevator. Yeah, it's also labeled. Well, it's just like no upward pull. Like, can Alfred have some fun? Can he just? Like, yeah. Can there be a third the pole, pole to this? He just takes up and down or something. You know, he's got to go. Tend Master Bruce clothes because they look a fright from almost being well. Technically, he was blown up, but not all the way blown up. Just like yeah, halfway he's blown fine. Up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he has to. But his his clothes are a little worse for wear. Um. But uh, the penguin has bugged this umbrella. Um. We now find out the the umbrella that the uh, the Cape Crusader and uh, the Boy Wonder confiscated has a bug in it. A little a little he flipped 
the script on Batman here, he tried to bug uh, the Penguin, but the Penguin actually bugged him. And so they're just going to go ahead and listen in as Batman tries to puzzle out what uh, what could possibly be Penguin's plan. Um, and as we said before, the I go ahead. I was going like, if only Batman had the anti-bug alarm. (laughs) He should really talk to Penguin after this about, uh, about uh, maybe getting that. Um, somehow it appears over the Penguin. (laughs) 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 But I guess good thing the Penguin didn't succeed in his plan to kill, uh, Bruce Wayne because now... Um, back in his Batman guys, he is going to basically spend the rest of this part giving Penguin the idea for his next crime. Yeah, and the 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 first one seemed like it was a, a potential hit, like the, a jeweled meteorite on display, but that mm-hmm. was foiled because they were like, "Well, it's got a impenetrable." alarm or safe or some shit yeah they they spend so much time on this plan and the penguin seems really into it uh you know robin said that jewels are the penguin's favorite bird seed which is a funny thing to say Mm -hmm. um and uh they bring up as you mentioned before this is the google maps you're talking about several microfiche um hand-drawn plans of the museum and like even like in perspective renderings of it. Yeah, these are drawings you'd see like at your doctor's office, like little paintings <laughs> yeah. on the back. <laughs> like, this know. is like the drawing that Pam did of the Dunder Mifflin, Mifflin building in uh office, if any of you out there have seen that, which I'm sure you all have. Nice point. Um so they uh but they like as you said, they 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 abandon that plan cuz there's no way to do it. And so the penguin's like, ah, drat. <laughs> so, you know, just wait. <laughs> and then the second one. Yes. So yeah. what they end up on is that it's very colorful, like a doll, right? And then they're like, oh, there's a movie filming that's like that, produced by someone eagle, Howard Eagle. They're so pretty. It's like a beautiful dawn. Beautiful dawn? Huh? Don Robbins, the beautiful movie star. She's on location here in Gotham City. Holy popcorn! Could he be planning to kidnap her? Don Robbins in a picture called The Mockingbird, produced by Ward Eagle, and she's staying in the penthouse at the Pelican Arms. Birds in every bush. A penguin ploy, if I've ever heard one. Birds in every bush. So yes, it's Don, not Doll. That was my mistake. Um, yeah, that one. I was like, beautiful Don equals Don Roberts movie star. Like parentheses movie star, Mockingbird parentheses movie, Ward Eagle parentheses producer, Pelican <laughs> Arms parentheses hotel. <laughs> <laughs> like that's too much. But yeah. you know what? I would have let this after meeting Don Robbins. I just would have let her stay to kidnap. <laughs> yeah, so um I like when uh the Pelican after or sorry, the Pelican <laughs> the Penguin 
<laughs> after listening to this plan and sort of like okay adopting it as his own he goes to leave through the service elevator or his his uh secret elevator i should say yep. and it looks like his henchmen are are like they mean to go with him but the door closes before they can get there <laughs> only he's allowed to ride the umbrella or the not the umbrella the elevator by himself yep. No, they have to carry those umbrellas down uh, separately. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, after this, you know, we get like you said, we get introduced to the uh, the object of of kidnapping that that Batman has suggested to the Penguin, uh, Don uh, Roberts, Robin, Robin, what? Rob Robbins, like Robin Robin? Roberts. I was thinking of Julian Roberts. Don. Roberts. Robin. Robin. Robinson. No. <laughs> I think I could help you between this pan and Pam thing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, Don Robinson. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, they're in uh, Don Robinson's room. Uh, yeah, She's doing a photo shoot for... Uh, oh, I wrote this down. What is it called? Um... The magazine she's doing a photo shoot for. Uh, something Boy. It's like a... a Fun a, Boy magazine. Yeah. It's a play on Playboy. Uh, I stopped listening after she said this. Charming, Miss Robbins. Delightful. Just the thing for Fun Boy magazine. Now, if you could just curl up a trifle more. Hmm? Oh, what a drag it is being a famous movie star and so rich. <laughs> yeah, she she's like bummed with being rich and famous throughout this entire um throughout her entire uh appearance. Um but then we cut to the outside as uh the dynamic duo arrive and they see that, you know, her penthouse is way on top of the of the hotel and how are they going to get up there? Well, perhaps they should produce the Batzooka. <laughs> this is my favorite part of these two episodes, and I think you know why. Oh, I think there's a lot to yeah to have. But here. they, the fact that they fire said the the Batzooka to uh, to to uh, you know sort of uh, ascend to her balcony. And then they cut to the the penguin and his henchmen, and one of them says, What was that sound? It sounds like someone fired a batzooka! Yes. I love that it's a known quantity that everyone's like, Oh yeah, everyone knows what a batzooka sounds like when you fire it. Dude, it's hella famous. Like, this whole thing is famous. Ready with a batzooka! Sounded like a bazooka. The dynamic duel. They just fired the famous bat rope. <laughs> famous bat rope. Famous bat rope. And the we learned later that the penguin is obsessed with this bat rope uh, because he goes like, um, "Let's see if the, the the their bat rope is any match for my penguin line." All right, let's show that my penguin line is the match for that bat rope. Catapult! Shoot! I won't tell you right now. If you shoot your fucking rope with a catapult, 
It's not a match for a Batzooka. <laughs> nope. They had a Batzooka. You have a catapult. Answer your own question. Um, but it it gets the job done, and he he mounts a giant umbrella to to swing over to the uh, the balcony of uh, Don here, uh, Don Roberts Robinson Robbins, and um, we Call see Burgess Meredith get on a giant umbrella and um, clear the gap, and then. He's caught on the other side by a stagehand. It's so obvious and so uh, pronounced that it, man, I, I laughed for a full five minutes. Yeah, that one, that one was a pause worthy moment. Uh, the other one I liked was when he shot his penguin line and whoever had the tug on the rope to make the hook rope launch. Like, you know, like on the other side, fucked mm-hmm. up. So you see it hang up for a second and then it just kind of like tumbles out of frame. Yes. Yeah. Bridges Meredith is just shaking the shit out of the thing to make it look like it fired super intact. <laughs> <badly. laughs> Try to get the rope off of the thing he's holding. He's like, come on. Oh, no. Work for me, damn it. Oh, fantastic. Um, Just just real quickly, did you find it weird that they rode the umbrellas opened on this line versus using, like, the hooks on the bottom of it? Yeah, or anything else. (laughs) It was just an umbrella with a pulley on top. Yeah, they didn't use any of, like, the parts of the umbrella you would think um would be most most logical to use but uh it's all for aesthetics i suppose yeah Um, yeah it just i just thought it was funny i was like it is definitely funny um but uh the penguin then you know uh enters into her uh the apartment um where uh dawn and her agent i'm guessing are uh playing some sort of game um at a table and he gasses them uh, as he's wont to do, and much like the second episode of that first episode, the, the first two, or I, I should say the end of the second episode, Batman and Robin burst uh, out of the other room with their, you know, patented rebreather little gas mask things. But um, turns out the Penguin has prepared for this because his powerful Penguin Magnet has been activated and we get some really good magnet acting by Burt Ward and Adam West as they are pulled inexorably towards the corner of the apartment. Surrender, you foul bird. It's back to the pen for you, penguin. Well, well, so this is the end of my fiendish, well-laid plan, is it? Ah, ah. Oh, holy lodestone. <laughs> What's happening? Holy We're stone. in the grip of my penguin magnet. <laughs> I mean, shit. By the, when they fucking the magnets go and they're they're slammed up against the wall, the penguin takes uh, Don Robinson, Robin, Robin, Robert. And uh, takes her, absconds with her. When they cut to the next scene, it sounds like they would have been stuck there for fucking hours if, like, housekeeping didn't show up. 
Yeah. Like, room service didn't show up to let them go. <laughs> room service shows up at midnight and, uh, and, and lets them go. Um, and then we get, like, a little voiceover where we find out the only reason they named her Dawn was for this pun, I'm thinking. <laughs> One Dawn gone, another arrives! Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Feels like pure Lorenzo right there. Mm-hmm. That's, un- that's pure, uncut Lorenzo Semple Jr. But, uh... So, Batman is bringing this bugged um, uh, umbrella with him everywhere because he brings it to the uh, the commissioner's office as they sort of um, convene with the agent for Dawn and talk about the the ransom demands that um, that the penguin has made. And of course, the penguin would like to meet in a neutral location. That location, Bruce Wayne's house. <laughs> I mean, you know, they only have so many sets, so they had to make sure they were using every one they had, I guess. Yeah, it's just so ridiculous that he's like, some random dude's foyer. Uh, but that does lead to one of my other favorite lines from this episode, where Bruce, where I, I mean, sorry, Batman, has to, like, come up with a lie about how he knows what the entryway to Bruce Wayne's manor is. It's like, I saw in a newspaper. <laughs> uh, some sort of high society event or something. Uh, anyway, is there some suits of armor in there? And then they're like, yeah, we're going to hide. You know, yeah. we'll hide in these suits of armor. And of course the penguins here and everything. That was not my favorite line from this scene. Oh I yeah, have, what was your favorite line? I have line? one. It was what... Uh, uh, I see. So this was the clue which allowed you to anticipate the Penguin's crime, huh? And a fat lot of good it did. Oh, and enough, Mr. J, who could possibly have foreseen the Penguin's employment of a gigantic magnet. <laughs> <laughs> and Babbitt's like, yeah, he's right. Yeah, no, but I mean, like, who could have... He's like, yeah, I failed. That's like, no, who could have saw that the Penguin, the Penguin, the Umbrella Guy... Would have upped his game by employing a powerful electromagnet on the other side of a wall. Yeah, I'm with I'm with Gordon on this one. It's like I wouldn't have seen that coming. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, so uh, that like as you said, the penguin has been listening this whole time. So he he hears his own plan read back to him, or his own ransom demands, I should say, and then he sees uh, he hears the uh, the the plan. Uh, to foil him by uh, Batman and, and the Boy Wonder, and that's, as we said, to hide out in two suits of armor that, I guess, flank the entryway to Wayne uh, uh, Manor. Um, and so, sure enough, Penguin sends his henchmen in there who have the na- their names on their shirts, but still insist on wearing crazy masks that I was surprised were not bird themed at all just like so did the penguin the penguin fucking wore a bandit mask too yeah purple top hat tuxedo coat white tails yeah you won't know you know he also like comes through on his plan like he goes in there they they bring in dawn unconscious and, and lay her down on an ottoman 
Um, they knock Alfred out with a, even though it looks like the gas part of the umbrella just malfunctioned and didn't actually shoot any gas, because it's just like a little sputter. And of course, Alfred does some very good knocked out <gasps> act- acting. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yes. Um, and uh, and and then of course because uh, the penguin knows that uh, Batman and Robin are hiding in these um, these suits of armor, he gasses those too. Uh, I guess, but <laughs> I guess he was he was just like, wow, wow, they're really committing to the bit. They're really, <laughs> they could have moved at any point, but nope. <laughs> Not like they have uh, medieval weapons in their hands or anything. Yeah, they could have stopped it here. Yep. Because he just waltzes in there. They could have just bonked him on the head with one of their maces, but no, um, they stay perfectly still and are just allow themselves to be gassed because, or so we think, um, because the the penguin checks on them both and they are sleeping soundly, standing up in armor, (laughs) which again, I don't know how that works. But uh, everyone accepts it as facts. I, I do like the fact that if you look very closely when Adam West is there, besides him smiling a little bit while he's in the suit mm-hmm. of armor, you can see he's just wearing the helmet, not really wearing the bottom part. So they, they cropped up the bottom as much as possible, but you can see bits of the bat cape just yeah. kind of hanging out. <laughs> it's also a different helmet than when they do the wide shot. In the wide yeah. shot, the helmet has little holes in it, and then when they do the close-up, it has slats. Hollywood trying to trick us. <laughs> the magic of Hollywood. Um, and it's, so, of course, the you know the penguin takes the money, the ransom money, and he's off. And he he feels like you know he's done it. He's 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 uh, pulled off this caper that he he's so elaborately set up. And uh, he goes back to his hideout. Um, and the joke's on him. Yeah, almost immediately. Oh yeah. Because Batman just jumps out, and uh, he's been there the whole time. Explains to him that, hey, we heard you repeat an exact thing we said. <laughs> so we know you're listening. Um, and so, you know, we, uh, we've been here the whole time. Uh, and those were very realistic dummies that we had made in the last, I guess, in the 15-minute break uh, when they were off camera. And then you do what you're going to do when you're at a, um, a fine purveyor of umbrellas. You start fencing with umbrellas. Yep. <laughs> you do an umbrella sword fight. But all of uh, Batman's umbrellas, since they are indeed the Penguin's umbrellas, just sort of fly away, uh, kind of like bounce away, and he's not able to uh, hold onto one. But that's okay. He just drops it and starts beating the, <laughs> the ever-loving crackers out of these old men. I mean, it's not hard. It'd be like going in an old folks' home and just <laughs> yeah. swinging wildly at this point. Oh, one thing real quick I, I wanted to bring up, and this is backtracking a little bit, but we sure. there's only almost ever two henchmen, except for the part where the penguin sort of takes that umbrella conveyance over to Don's uh, hotel room. Then we are introduced to a much younger henchman who is only in the scheme for that one part. Because, I mean, yeah, his main henchmen were Sparrow and Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah and then there's, there's like a there's third a f- one. 
Yeah, probably just ordered them up just for just for the moment. I was like, hey, I just need someone for about like good hour. I need yeah. someone who's got a good enough back to ride this thing over the <laughs> over this crevasse. Yeah, I might fall off the side to my death. No wonder the umbrellas were actually open. It was in case he fell. We'd have a little parachute. <laughs> Slow his descent. So, um, and then, you know, the, the Batman is able to, uh, is able to subdue the penguin and, um, and then we, uh, we cut to a high society event, much like was, uh, mentioned before, um, by Batman about Bruce Wayne, uh, at, uh, Wayne Manor. And, um, I guess they're just having a party. Yeah, I couldn't really tell what it was. It just seemed like it was an exposition party a little bit. Uh, yeah. Aunt Harriet uh, was, uh, you know, stopped Dick from eating any more d'oeuvres because he had too much <laughs> shrimp salad. Really? And she didn't want really him to chided have nightmares. him. <laughs> For eating yeah. too much shrimp salad. Um, and that's when we get uh, Don shows up. Uh, Don Robbins Robinson Roberts shows up and uh, she is uh, she Bruce tries to talk to her but she's not interested because turns out she's pining for the Batman she only met him just briefly but has fallen head over heels and uh, is just sad that she can't see him again yeah then the fucking credits and that's credits exactly (laughs) It's such a weird way to end it. Right. My my last note was kind of a melancholy ending. Like, it is, because it's sort of like, she's sad, and then also you're kind of sad for Bruce, right? Because he knows he can't just go up to her and be like, well, uh, that was me. Um, and, uh, you know, he has to keep his secret, so... Uh, you know, it's Batman will forever be alone, and and so will this um this lady who is just kind of can't read the room, a real let the meat cake type. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean we got, I mean we did have Gordon explain the origin of the bat costume. That's true. Yeah, we get a little exposition about the bat costume. Yeah, that was interesting. But uh, other than that, yeah, kind of ends on a, a a dour note. Yeah. So what did you think of these two episodes, John? So, like most Penguin things, um, <laughs> very much like, <laughs> much like you know, I got Batman in my basement. Um, you know, it's a Penguin episode, <laughs> and you just kind of go like, "Ooh, um, definitely not as strong as uh, the the first two episodes." Um, as far as action, uh, dynamism, even the writing was a lot crisper in episodes one, episode two with the Riddler. This one had, you know, some of his alliteration moments and had, had some parts, but I think, uh, not so bad. Yeah, I am going to be, I am yeah, right there with you. Uh, I thought the, there was, they kind of stretched out the material in this one. To, to make two episodes, and I thought there really ended up being only... It felt like there was really only one episode's worth of material that they sort of tried to, uh, you know, stretch out into that uh, two-parter. I like Burgess Meredith. 
I like what he's doing. I like that he's like, having fun with the role. I like the giant umbrella. Um, and I thought there were a lot of funny parts, but overall, yeah, it was kind of a, it was still fun to watch, but it wasn't nearly as fun as the, uh, as the first two. So I, I I'm going to go with you on that one. I, I, I'm going to say they were just okay. Yeah, not bad, but not like, uh, the, the, the camp level felt way more campy than the original ones. The, the other ones yeah. felt like they were, like, I don't know. There was just a crispness to them that I really enjoyed. That yeah, it was really just feel here. a more interesting story, maybe, in the first two episodes. And also, I think the idea to sue Batman was one that I think is silly, but was genuinely new and interesting to me. And it felt like the Riddler's plan felt well thought out and... Uh, it felt like it, at points it might have actually worked, whereas this one was literally about Batman coming up with his own thing that <laughs> the Penguin would steal. And I thought at, initially at the start of the episodes that they were going to try to make Batman look like a criminal, even yeah, though that I would be sort of like a going. repeat. Yeah, right? But, yeah. But then it didn't. No, it, it was just like Penguin was going to copy Batman's homework. It, it's like it's a it's a novelty. And I, I think I get what you mean about like this literally could have been one episode. Because the whole uh, Don Robbins, Robert Robinson Caruso mm-hmm. uh, role, <laughs> that was the added on component from the comic book. So that didn't exist. So they added right. the whole subplot. And, uh, I mean, literally, that was the latter half of the episode, was just them kind of doing this. Yeah. You know, also, it was weird. Like, $200,000? That was (laughs) it? And they were like, you know, I'm going to Alaska. I'm going to give you guys, and we're set for life. I'm like, $1,966, $200,000 would get you that far, because the Penguin was like, I'm good. No more crimes to commit after this. Like. Oh, but what about Warden Crichton's progressive policies? Oh, those Man. poor policies. Yeah, I mean, you know, well, you live and you learn, right? Like, yeah. you, you realize maybe you shouldn't give them their costumes. Maybe you should put more cameras in your cells. Maybe, you know, like... Yeah. Crichton will get it together. He'll figure He'll it out. He'll get it, I'm sure. Yeah. If there's anything we know about... Uh, Batman villains is they they are rehabilitated from their stays uh, behind bars. Um, yeah, there's sure. like almost no crime in Gotham. <laughs> None. Well, um, that's going to do it for us for our uh, second of our Batman 66 episodes. Uh, I do hope you enjoyed it out there, and I hope that wherever you are, um, you know, you're... Uh, treating your neighbor with respect and uh just loving your fellow person and uh being good to each other uh, other out there um it's a crazy time but uh i hope that uh everyone out there is who is listening to this is is safe and um and uh and and such (laughs) i don't know what i'm trying to say it's a weird time yeah definitely weird times uh yeah for sure. Hopefully this uh, 
these episodes give you a little bit of uh, a breather from the craziness which is the world right now indeed and um as we always like to say here at pop saga we hope that you're happy we hope that you're healthy and we'll see you next week tune in next week same bat time same bat channel Saga, you know we gotta represent Talking about Batman, the show from 66 Like Zack, like Biff Honestly, it was the best Burt Ward, Julie Newmar, R.I.P. to Adam West Yes, the Batcave, and we love Wayne Manor Couldn't sit still And I heard that na 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 Now we cannot forget it Every week we had to check it He's the number one vigilante and the greatest detective Yeah, pull up in the Batmobile You can't stop him Get him on the Batphone This is Pop Saga Woo.